0: Welcome to the General Idea Podcast, uh, brought to you by General Media Consulting Company. My name is Justin Gaynor, and I'm the CEO of General Media Consulting Company, as well as the Editor-in-Chief of Gentleman's Purpose e-Magazine. Glad to have you with us here this morning on the show. We're going to be talking about smoothing the cycle, uh, specifically talking about the business cycle. Uh, We talked about this quite a lot at a recent uh, event that we did at the uh, Common Grounds community development um, organization in Lake Worth Beach, Florida. I am actually happy to be in uh, New Smyrna Beach right now at the home office. I got my nephew Gavin and Lucas here. Lucas is right here by my side right now, so he's listening on, on the conversation and being a, a very good list so I'm too proud of. You. And uh, and so we're going to be looking at the business cycle. And so the business cycle, essentially, in a nutshell. Um, includes an embryonic stage, uh, the very starting stages of a business. This is the planning process, the initial launch of the business. And then it's going to go through a period of of growth and expansion. And then beyond the growth and expansion, it will come to a place of maturity where it begins to sort of plateau. And then at that point, one of two things will happen. Either there will be a decline in the business or there will be some sort of a reiteration or a reinvention of what the business does, a new product, a new service, um, a new marketing campaign, something uh, that will basically bring it back around to that embryonic stage, uh, w- except it will have, of course, the uh, the backing of having existed for a while, so that's a good thing. You know, we see companies like Apple, who is very, very good at this with the release of new, uh, new iPhones and new iPads and so on and so forth, And so what I want to talk to you about today is actually smoothing that business cycle. Um, The business cycle can be very, very volatile and the level of volatility uh, can be managed and it can be managed well. Um, Growing up, working in my family's uh, small country diner is where I kind of first remember seeing uh, this happen. Our restaurant was about 25 minutes from Daytona Beach, Florida, here in Volusia County. Um, at various times of the year, there were these huge events that would draw crowds from all over the world. I personally was a huge fan of the Turkey Rod Run, where we would uh, experience all sorts of really great uh, uh, automobiles, custom cars, and, and restored antique cars would basically fill the entire uh, infield at the, uh, at the Daytona International Speedway. And uh, I just love that every year. But there was more things. There was Bike Week and Daytona 500. Uh, there was the Pepsi 400. Uh, various other Spring Break, of course, which is coming up here shortly. And so you had these huge events, particularly here in Florida, in the Orlando-Daytona Beach area, uh, which is actually known for uh, drawing uh, tourism. And uh, so we have these events uh, that would... Essentially, drive additional business to our restaurants—one in Orange City and one in Deland—and these are great opportunities. Great opportunities for our restaurant to participate in uh, in what was a sudden influx of money that would call that would just basically flood into the local economy. Not only would you have people from the outside coming in, but locals who really enjoyed participating in the events would also be out spending more money uh, than they normally would be. And as a local business, we have. An opportunity to uh, compete with the with other local restaurants for some of those dollars and uh, and grow and establish our business. Wise stewardship would teach us that rather than learning to d- depend on these sudden influxes, even though they were very well established events and they still are today, uh, we should seek to actually smooth the cycle, um, building the business locally, organically, establishing a large client base and diversifying the, uh, the ways, the efficiency, the effectiveness uh, that we deliver our services and our products to local customers. Um, that's how we do this. And so while these big events offer an opportunity for us to significantly expand that local base, as well as uh, take care of folks who are coming in from out of town, um, we want to make sure that the follow-up happens, that the experience that we want people to have uh, during those events helps us to, to really smooth things through the entire year. And uh, there are various different things that we can do with marketing to, to do this more effectively, um, whether it be comment cards, whether it be obtain- somehow obtaining email addresses in order to stay top of mind with that customer, remind them of the great experience they had uh, when they tried our business, uh, our service, our product, our restaurant, or whatever business we happen to offer. And, um, and through that communication, through clearly communicating our message, reminding them of the positive experiences they've had with our business, we can encourage additional business uh, to be brought to us as well as help them to become uh, a what I call brand advocate, someone who is out there really singing your praises, uh, producing that word of mouth that is so, so vital uh, to building small businesses so we built the business to the point where we knew we had enough local regular business to meet all of our expenses and that's that's a vital thing and also to maintain a healthy cash position because honestly cash is king when it comes to running a small business uh the amount of liquidity that you have uh is so so important whether you you know whether your number is six months worth of operating expenses in your uh, in your operating account a year worth of uh operating expenses in your operating account Typically, the more the better. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say you know to to limit that in any way. But figure out what you feel comfortable with, um, and that way, when things happen, uh, such as COVID or any other type of situation which might cause you to need to rely on a heavy cash position, you are able uh, to endure uh, those uh, those difficult circumstances if you have a significant cash position and uh, have significant cash flow and manage that well. Now, once uh, once that actually was firmly in place, once we had a solid uh, base of business, a significant cash flow, and a healthy cash position, we could see the sudden influxes due to these large events more as bonuses. Um, money that money could then be utilized. We could actually use that to invest in additional marketing. Uh, we could open a. We ended up opening a second location. We could buy. Um, my stepdad was always really big into buying, restoring, and selling used cars. Uh, We could launch separate businesses, uh, which was something else we did to diversify. Um, We actually, on Gentleman's Purpose, uh, the uh, Gentleman's Purpose Live, a radio show that we do, a YouTube show uh, for the magazine, I actually had my my friend who works for Primerica share with us once that uh, the average millionaire in America has seven streams of business. And while, of course, that includes maybe an investment portfolio, I'm talking about actually seven streams of actual income or businesses that are going. And, uh, and to be able to do that and to do that well is not an easy task because you have to be able to kind of have the vision and come up with the mission for the business and all, and also put people in place to manage those things because there's no way that one person can manage seven separate streams of income all on their own. Um, that would be asking way too much for someone and basically putting them in a position uh, for basically on a road to burnout real quickly. And so, um, so the reality is, though, is that by building that solid base of customers and focusing on that first and foremost, building that solid cash flow, that solid cash position, and then being able to look at these, uh, these larger events uh, that were occasional as almost bonus uh, situations where you were able to use those monies uh, to be able to expand uh, your, uh, your overall uh, business. Um, we learn not to depend on those annual events. Uh, this larger client base and diversity in income streams helps to smooth the experience of the overall business cycle. You know, when I'm investing in the stock market, I know that if I have you know, anywhere from 8 to 10 stocks, uh, that are of varying different industries that I am going to smooth out the volatility of my portfolio through diversity. Same rule works and applies to your personal businesses and your personal streams of income. Um, The more diversified you are, um, and again, there's a limit to the value of the diversity. You get to like you get to over 10 uh, businesses and different industries then you kind of lose any of the benefit of diversification. But if you've got, you know, eight solid uh, businesses in various different sectors and things, then you're going to be pretty well diversified. Uh, so that if one area is uh, is needs to be shored up by the other, it will be able to do that. And so uh, so the encouragement here today is in building your businesses and in building your personal portfolio of uh, income streams, you want to be able to do so in such a way where there's a diversity there uh, that actually adds value to your overall business position. And in the midst of that, you, of course, need to focus on being able to serve people well in each of those businesses uh, and really, truly focus on establishing uh, your your brand uh, because ultimately over the long term, your brand is how people are going to feel regarding doing business with you. And you want that to be a positive experience, something that's going to um, basically be conducive with creating those brand advocates who are out there there and sharing about your business um, because that is going to save you a lot of marketing dollars and it's also going to uh, be more effective at actually growing your business because people will take the opinion of others much more um, seriously than uh, than your own messaging um, because you have a vested interest in uh, in getting more business other people who've experienced your business their vested interest is saying hey listen this I had a really great experience Uh, with this particular company and i think you should uh, give them your business that's a very positive thing of course uh we took some of that money that we uh that we had from these events and things and we always took family vacations um because honestly there is no greater investment that you can make in the overall well-being of yourself and your businesses than your own mental health and that of those who you love because ultimately if this is your portfolio of income streams. And if something happens to you, then really what's the, what's the point? If your family breaks down, what's the point? The point of building businesses is to strengthen community. And the core of community is is the individual and, of course, the individual's uh, nuclear family. And so you want to kind of keep that balance in all things, as we always talk about at Gentleman's Purpose, um, that you would fulfill your purpose. But you would do so while keeping your balance in everything. So the encouragement today is to consider what it's going to look like to grow uh, your income streams while smoothing the business cycle uh, using the uh, using the tactic of diversity amongst revenue streams. Um, again, this is Justin Gaynor from General Media Consulting with the General Idea Podcast. And if there's anything I can help you with with regard to your business ideas or uh, perhaps you're in business already and need some assistance, Uh, with planning or various marketing or business uh, services, give me a call at 1-800-484-9825 or visit us online at www.generalmediaconsulting.com.